Tonight on Man Cow Live. She became one of the biggest power brokers in the adult film industry until she was taken down by the mob. I arrived in LA and I just fell in love with the place. And I started this business which became so successful that, you know, a year later when I was thinking about going back, I was making so much money in modeling and acting. He lied, you son of a bitch! Wow, this is amazing. I'm not going back. And then I met uh, Hugh Hefner, Larry Flynn, Bob Guccione. I'd always been an entrepreneur ever since I was a kid. And so this was natural to me. And I think it was fun because I was making money out of the trash, out of rejects that they'd thrown away. And my library was valued at $75 million. <laughs> I'd gone from being this kind of insecure girl in England to being an actual power player in the industry. But my business associates were not always what they seemed. I was called to New York to meet with this group of investors who were in this phone sex 800-900 business. But what happens when you're partners with the mob and it all goes wrong? They said either you wire the money tonight or we're not going to be friends anymore. You need to feel the pain. I didn't know who they were, and I didn't realize they were going to take down my entire empire. You need to feel the pain. Gail Thackeray on the next Man Cow Live. This is the lion's den. I hope you knew that before you tuned in. This is where the angels and the devils fight, and they're choosing up sides tonight. What side are you on? It's time to pick. We're going to start with a few odds and ends, and then we're going to get to Gail. Had a story today I want to share with you that happened to me at a Target. Uh, this is uh, a little something for Doc Mac. You saw what he gave me last time over Galloping Ghost. A little something for him. Devo in town last night. I was with Devo. I was with the Pumpkins before that. Uh, in the audiences, uh, nobody, nobody. Hmm. But yet when I went to Target today, Soy Boy had an issue. Hanging out with Devo, got some stuff signed. I was amazing amount of my friends didn't know who Devo was, but uh, oh well. Uh, my friend Kevin Burns passed away. I got his issue number one of Famous Monsters. Signed by Forey Ackerman. It's worth a ton of money. It's great. Uh, he was friends with Ed Gwynn, who was Herman Munster. And also I got little drawings that Herman Munster sent him from the set of the Munsters. I'm a Munsters fan. You may remember tons of letters, tons of stuff. You may remember that Grandpa Munster from the Munsters did my show a month a year for 20 years. That's from his funeral. Al Lewis getting a lot of reflection there. Um, just got this, Tony Basil and Davy Jones from Head. Had a picture of me and Davy here somewhere. Oh, there it is. There it is. Just found it. There's me and Davy when I just got started. Eh, you can't really see it, can you? Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, 
great movie head by Jack Nicholson starring the monkeys. Very uh, trippy, great movie. This is a picture that Fred Gwynn drew. Uh, it's kind of priceless. Worth, these are worth a ton of money. I don't care about that. But uh, Fred Gwynn from the Monsters, Herman Monster, still continues to be a, a smash. Self-portrait still continues to be a smash on cable. If you've ever seen the Monsters, uh, do yourself a favor. So I'm at Target today. And uh, we're checking out. I'm leaving. It always happens when I'm leaving. Everybody's brave when I'm leaving the store. Uh, you don't have a mask on. That's right. I don't have a mask on. You're very bright. And I walked away and I left the store. And he went on to yell at my wife. I don't care about me. Say whatever you want to me, but you yell at my wife. We got a problem. So I went back in and I found Soy Boy, the lisping Soy Boy. And I said, Say it to me, dipshit. Oh, dipshit. You're very inconsiderate because you didn't wear a mask. I just got checked so that I could go to concerts. I'm COVID free. You've got a mask on. Are you vaccinated? Yes. But the mandates, I said, I don't know about mandates because I date women. <laughs> and then some little Obama voter, I, I, you need to leave. You need to leave. Someone else in the store. Uh, Excuse me? I'll, I'll, I'll tell the manager. You go tell the manager. Anyway, back to you, soy boy. You have a lot to say to my wife. Say it to me. The mandates. The mandates. The mandates. Who are the mandates from? I don't care about the mandates, soy boy. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Security. <laughs> The guy sees me. I don't know if he's a fan. I said, I got no problem. I'm leaving. But I don't like the way this jackal talked to my wife. The guy laughs. See ya. More of us got to stand up. Mandates. You like that? Yeah, I don't date. I don't date men. I don't know about mandates. Um, I had an idea for an alarm clock. One that sounds like a cat vomiting. That would get you out of bed. All right. What else? I got I have other stuff to show. Um, oh, I, I had a, a complaint. I had a complaint. And I just want you to know, I get no money for this. I had my uh, my ego stuffed. Ego, E-G-O, edge got out. I had my ego stuffed. Number one show from 1984. Hit movies, TV shows. I don't care about some troll on the internet. The, what really the only amazing part is the fact that you think I would care for Muller Manor. So I block you. But I do love this. Oh, he's trying. Why is he having Gail on? He's trying to be relevant. Uh, yeah. That's your complaint? Yes, I'm trying to be with the times. Yes, I'm talking about what's going on right now. And anyone that knows me knows I don't want to talk about what went on long ago. Um, Joe Biden making the Taliban great again. What do you think of this president that we elected? But it was right? in the confidence of my fellow citizens. Hey, hey, Nudie, Nudie, I'll, I'll ask for it. What are you doing? What are you doing? I know we have. I'll ask for it. 
Uh, riot fest, no muzzles. I want to talk about that. Umbrellas. I'm just going to have to have an umbrella all the time because my umbrella doesn't work unless you have your umbrella. That's another one I'm going to start doing. And, and I'm going to wear a diaper just in case. I Just in case. It's ridiculous. The 3.5 spending bill, $3.5 trillion spending bill that will cripple America. Why would they do this? Because it's by design. General Milley said he would call China and tell them if we were going to do anything against China. Do we? I'm asking this question. Other military people have said to me that he should be court-martialed. Do we execute traitors anymore? Think about this, folks. And this isn't the biggest story on the news. A guy said he would call China a general and tip him off if we were ever going to do anything. Why isn't, I mean, if this is true, why isn't he hanging on TV right now? If you don't think we've been sold out, folks, if you don't think you're sold out, the papers, the hoops you have to jump through, the hassles that you have to go through, uh, $3.5 trillion, and it will destroy the economy. Yes, and they know that. What have I always taught you? Problem, reaction, solution. Problem, reaction, solution. Chicken face. Problem, reaction, solution. They create the problems. We react in fear and they offer the solution. And it's always, do you remember? Kids, children, class, you lose a freedom or more money. So the problem is let everybody in, $3.5 trillion, jack up everybody's taxes, the economy crashes, and we embrace communism. They've all been paid off, guys. China. China. Do you remember Robocop, Delta City, Omnicore? That is Chicago right now. There are gun laws being broken. They're not enforcing them by design. Problem, reaction, solution. They're letting it happen. Yes. Why? Because they want to destroy the local cops so they can have in a UN or a Chinese-run police force. They create the problem, the murder, the mayhem. We react and fear, God, please help us. We'll give up any freedom for safety. And then their solution is going to be the boot on our neck like always. And beware when you hear about the children. The children. For the children. We must. We must. For the children. They don't give a shit about your kids. They don't give two shits about your kids. They want control. They want them silenced. They want you to shut your mouth. And they're teaching your kids to hate your guts and your God and your country and their skin color. Wake up. Well, what do I do? Pull them out of school. Well, well, man, cow. This is a message I had. I, 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 I respond to everybody if it's not stupid. I respond to every direct message on Instagram. Most of these you see here, I'll respond to them later. But um, man, cow. Uh, I just, I got a November 1st or I lose my job. What do I do? Well, you have two choices. You lose your job or you die. There's your choices. There's your choices. What do I, what do, I do? Well, I, die. I, what do you want me to tell you? Be a man is what I want. Be a leader. Think of those that went before us. I have a dear friend. I lost Norm McDonald. Norm was a close friend. 
I'm going to tell you a quick Norm McDonald story. Norm McDonald said for $15,000, for $15,000, he would teach me a 15 to 20 minute to half hour stand up comedy act. And he would take me on tour with him. And at the end of the tour, I would have 30 minutes of incredible television worthy stand up. And he said I could tour with it for the next 10 years. $15,000 is nothing to have Norm McDonald teach you his craft. But you have to put a price on something or it's worthless. Do I wish I would have done it? You're doggone right. But I had a job and I have a family and I couldn't go on the road with Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald told me a joke. I'm going to clean it up. So these guys are, uh, you know, one's straight guy, the other. And uh, he said, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, he says to the straight guy, let's play hide and seek. And if you find me, we'll. And the straight guy says, what if I don't find you? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll be behind the couch. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, Jim Brewer, another SNL alum. And uh, he's, he's not going to he's not going to play any games. He's actually taking a stand for freedom. It's funny. Uh, Metallica tonight is at the Metro here, fifteen dollars. And you have to have the, you know, and I think it's just sorry, Joe, Joe Shanahan. I'm ashamed of him. Uh, I, I just think it's evil. And the, and the guy says, well, I want to see Metallica. I don't, I don't care if I have to have papers or not. I say, well, of course you don't care because you don't know your history. I mean, if you were Jewish, you'd understand how evil this is to demand papers to segregate people. He goes, but man, cow, I am Jewish. Oh, I knew. Folks, this is evil. There was a uh, African-American at a restaurant I was at. And uh, I heard him talking. He said, you're... You, you white people are going to keep black people out of restaurants if we, if we don't have the, you're going to segregate us again. The white liberal Democrats are going to, huh, huh, <laughs> here's Jim Brewer, roll it. What your favorite late night talk show host did behind closed doors. If you really knew what your favorite radio star, TV star, newscaster truly did behind closed doors, none of us are perfect. We all do weird things. We're all freaky and weird and crazy. But if you knew, you wouldn't follow half the people. You wouldn't listen. And I'll tell you what. I put doctors on that list. I put CEOs on that list. I put the everyday person on that list. The fact you got to stop putting this much trust in local doctors too. I said some of the doctors are out of their minds, out of their minds. Joe Rogan goes out and he says how he cured COVID and people lose their mind. You know why they lose a mind? Because they're getting paid for the agenda. Yeah. And thanks. What was the most important point? Thanks. Thanks to my friend uh, Alex Jones there, and thanks to my friend Jim Brewer.
Yeah, there's over-the-counter medicine. Uh, I've got it. I'm stocked up at Muller Manor. You should be too. And uh, Jim's very brave. And if you don't know what he's talking about, they're satanic pedophiles. That's who's programming the television for your children. Satanic pedophiles. They hate Jesus. They hate America. And they victimize children for a dark energy. That's what he's talking about. And if you want to know what it's kind of like, watch the movie Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. That's what goes on. I told you about one such party that I was at. And Kubrick wanted to do a lot more. I wish he would have. He would have, he wanted to name names, but the studio wouldn't allow it. You know, I've met, I've met some of these people, some of these creeps. And I met some great people too. It's not all of them. Love Disney. Love seeing the, no, the new robot every time there's a new robot at the Hall of Presidents. Do we have the Biden robot? This is, Chris is great. Hall of Presidents, Disney, every time there's a new robot, they put it up. Can we? Yeah, let's watch this. But it was with the confidence of my fellow citizens that I took an oath. 35 simple words that have been repeated by every American president throughout history. We all these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the so you know this, you know the thing. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, 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 okay. in the sun. Yeah. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and yeah. rub my leg down so it was trained and then watch the hair come, come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. Okay, we got it. Is that is that unbelievable? Is that uncanny? That's uncanny. I mean, that's a robot. That wasn't the real... That was a robot. I mean, that's some Westworld shit going on there, baby. Uh, who is cutting Biden's feed? Who's really controlling him? And of course, it's China. But can we um, can we see that they're cutting his feed? So who actually has the power to do that? Cutting Biden's feed. Who has the power? The debate goes on. When he's talking, they... somebody in the White House has a press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person? I think anyone who knows the president, uh, including members of this uh, committee, knows that uh, he speaks very clearly and very uh, deliberately uh, for himself. Uh, no one else does. Well, are you, are you saying that there is no one in the White House that can cut him off? Because yesterday that happened and it's happened a number of times before that. It's been widely reported that somebody has the ability to push the button and, and cut off his sound and stop him from speaking. Who is that person? There is there is no such person. Again, uh, the president uh, speaks for himself, uh, makes all of the strategic decisions. Uh, informed by the best advice that he can get from the uh, the people around him. So are you unaware that this is actually happening? Because 
It happened yesterday at the uh, interagency fire center. Can I ask you a question? Of course. One of the things that uh, I've been working on with some others is... It was widely reported, the media's reported on it, and it's not the first time it's happened, it's happened several times. Are you telling this, are you telling this committee that this does not happen, that there's no one in the White House who pushes the button and, and cuts him off in mid-sentence? That's correct. So this didn't happen yesterday, nor on the other occasions where the media showed the American people that his sentence was cut off in mid-sentence. Yeah. Are you saying that didn't happen? Senator, I'm, I really don't know what you're, uh, what you're referring to. All I can tell you is, uh, having uh, worked with the president uh, for now uh, 20 years, both here uh, on this okay. committee yeah. uh, and uh, in, uh, over the last nine months at the White House, the president very much speaks for himself. Yeah, it goes it goes on and on. Uh, all politicians are in on it. The cow is now they live. Yes. When I had dinner, I, I think it was at my restaurant, Marquesa, downtown Chicago. Yes, I'm plugging it. The most beautiful restaurant in all of Illinois. John Carpenter, Halloween. Looking forward to the new Halloween movie, by the way. Anyway, written by Danny McBride. The new Halloween movie is written by Danny McBride. Eastbound and down. Danny McBride. Kenny Powers wrote the new Halloween movie. Looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm hang I've said this before, but I'm hanging out with John Carpenter having, having dinner breaking bread. Uh, Aaron Gray was there, who was Wilma Deering on Buck Rogers when we were kids. And Kane Hodder was there from Friday 13th. And Bruce Campbell, lead with his chin, Mr. Uh, Evil Dead movies. And uh, John Carpenter took me outside and he said, you know, we talk, we talk about a lot of movies. Mostly The Thing, which I love, with Kurt Russell. And... Uh, we talked about they live. He goes, it was prophecy. It was prophecy. And speaking of prophecy, we're living in those days right now. We're living in them. Don't get the, don't get the mark. Don't get the microchip. Don't become a number. Keep your sovereignty. You're not a number. You're a free man or woman. Uh, you want to see what gets, how stupid are we getting? How stupid are we getting? You want to see what just passed? 60 million hits on the internet. You want to see how dumb it's working? Have you noticed how stupid TV shows are? Have you noticed how the, the, the books for just getting dumber and dumber? You know, if you look at like a fourth grade book from the 1940s, it's college level now. Anyway, here's what passes for entertainment now. It just passed 60 million. Play it. That, that was it. Woo! Dumb, dumb, dumb. Because dummies are easier to lead. Sheeple are easier. You know, every week I like to recommend a book. I'm telling you, I'm reading a book on gravity right now. And uh, where is that? Oh, yeah. Can someone, I want to show you. 
All right. I'm telling you, I, I couldn't put it down. All right. Let's uh, let's bring on our guest, an old friend of mine, Gail Thackeray. She's not here for why she thinks she's here. We're going to surprise her. Let's let's bring her on. Oh, no, I'm not here for what I think I'm here for. I'm Gail, I, 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 you know, I tell you, if they ever make a, a doll, a Gail Thackeray doll, I'm worried about it. Because it looks like you've busted. <laughs> I like the bananas in the back. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my cult fiction. You like that? Is that, pop, is that suggestive? That's, that's pop fiction is what that is. I like that. You know, I'm friends with I'm, I'm dear friends with Michael Madsen from that movie. He he is the star of that movie. Or am I thinking, yeah, no, Reservoir Dogs. He, no, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir, you're a different movie. Yeah, yeah, this is cult fiction, but they're both great movies. So, so Gail, we're gonna get to whatever you want to talk about. Uh you know, and we want to talk about how you are worth, how you became worth $75 million. You did better than me in AM radio. Well, I mean, I'm only yeah, worth 74 million. And but, uh, ups and downs. No, I understand. But I, I, want, to, I want to start with the, the reason I had you on. The okay. real reason. The real reason. Here's the real reason. Okay. John of God. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, folks, I, I want to tell you about, if you don't know who John of God is, John of God, who is John of God, Gail? Okay, so I became a, well, used to call me Sexy Psychic Girl. So I've done a lot of uh, spiritual coaching, uh, mediumship work, and I did a lot of traveling around the world. So I go to different places of the world, and I would often take clients with me. And we would experiment. So I'd go see healers. I'd go to psychic places. And one of the places I went was to see a guy called John of God. And I went many times, like maybe 25 times in the last 10 years. And as you know, I brought him to Toronto. We had a huge event with like 10,000 people came. And um, I made a movie about him. I wrote a book about him. Spent a lot of time with him. And... Uh, well, the, the news was a bit shocking because it came out recently that supposedly he had molested a bunch of women. Okay. I Gail, have my Gail, own opinions Gail, about that. Gail, you told me that he had hit on you. And when he was when he was John of God, you told me this. You said that he's 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 a man, he has sexual needs, he's a regular when he's not in when he's not demonically possessed, that he hit on you. No, no, I never said he hit on me. I said he is I mean, he's a, he's a man that, um, you know, if you just said he'd Gail, have hurt Gail, somebody, you, you said he hit on you, and I don't blame him. I never said he hit me. Okay, well, maybe it was your, your little assistant then, your little travel uh, partner. He, no, I mean, he never. Let me go through this. So I, I went down with, um, this isn't going to be bad. You're fine. Don't be nervous. By the way, we've got the same microphone, although I think mine's bigger. Okay, listen, I... Um, I went with, uh, who, what's the, the Furniture Brothers in town? Smith Brothers. Smith Brothers. Uh, I went down with one of them, and I, I wanted to find out what it was about. And Oprah, not that that has a big influence on me, but I met you, and I met your your uh, sidekick. And I was inter interested to see John of God. I wanted to see the healing and everything. Um, I, you know, you spent a ton of money to get him there. I'm sure you lost your ass on that deal. I know he was very money-motivated. Uh, you got him to North America. Is this true or not? Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah, we brought him to we brought him to an event in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so I, no, I, had, 
I had to wear, I, I, we're going to get off this in a second. Just bear with me. But I want to, I do want to say this. So I had to wear all white to meet him. There were people holding stones, which uh, uh, crystals, which, and I, I just thought the whole thing, Galen, I told you at the time, I think you're a lovely human being. I like you a lot. I wouldn't have had you on this podcast if I didn't like you, but I will tell you that the entity enters him. He is possessed folks. This is what they say. He sits under a triangle, not a cross. And I immediately went, this guy, because I've been part of it. I've talked about that a great deal. This guy's demonically possessed. This ain't of God. It's a, hear me out. He's, he's, he's demonic. Um, his advice to me was don't have sex with my wife for 60 days and buy John of God water, which was expensive. And by the way, I was with you when he blessed John of God water, which was tractor trails full of water. And he walked by and went, I, 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 uh, for like three seconds. So a big con job. You know, I don't believe in psychics. I, you, you know, we've been through all this. But Gail, you were very nice. I wanted to explore it. Are you, are you, do you believe in, I mean, you're, you're, are you a psychic? I believe, I believe in psychics. I believe, I mean, I saw a lot of tremendous healing that John of God did. And, you know, even all the stuff that's come out about him, which I don't believe, but, you know, even with all that, even the people who are accusing him, they are often saying they went, they have miraculous healings. So I don't think anybody's disputing that or calling him a fraud. There, uh, you know, he got done for the Me Too stuff, which I think is, I believe it was all politically motivated. I think that there were other things going on. And I think he was another one of these people that got hit with the whole Me Too stuff. Because, I mean, you know, like, I actually did get into it with him in Toronto, but it was for a completely different thing. I mean, never. What does that mean you got into it? How? Did, what do you mean you got into it? Well, I mean, he's not an angel. I mean, he, when I when I say like you know he's a, he's a man, he uh, he was difficult to deal with. You know, he had all these multiple personalities. We're trying to get him to get to Toronto, and you know, we go in with the contract for him to sign. And one minute he's one personality, and the next minute is another. So he was like, you know, I want to have a limo pick me up, and you know, I want to have this, and I want I want steak, and I want you know, and then. Yeah, he's full of shit and he's demonically possessed. He's not of God. I've met a lot of these guys on the Christian side, too, uh, that, that are not of God. OK, but whatever. You but know. Anyway, he got it. We, me, and, me and him got into it because um, so the Toronto event, I had done a lot of press. I yeah. had already been. Uh, the reason I chose Toronto was because I had quite a big following there. I had been and I had my mailing list with thousands of people. And so, and I went out and I went on all the news stations over there and I promoted that he was coming, but- Neil, I remember, you, yeah, filled, up a, you filled up a stadium. I filled a you, stadium. Um, it was a huge, it was a huge event. You did a great job. And did you make, did, did, did you make any, you made him a ton of money. Did you make your money back? We, we kind of, we really honestly broke even. I mean, a lot of no, people okay. are making right, a lot right. of money, but okay. it was- so I, 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 I want to move on. You also can, you know, was there any, look, I'm happily married. I don't fool around, but was there any chance had I wanted to that you and I would have had? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if we'd have both been single that, um, but there was that 60 day, no sex rule. So, you know. Okay. Well, Gail also, I love this and I want to have you back on for this. You also uh, can communicate with animals. Yeah. You're, you're a Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> what, so what I had I had this spiritual awakening and I started teaching 
um, psychic stuff, spiritual stuff, going to these places and doing this. But I never told people what I used to do. I used to have another business and I quit that business. It was a very sexy business that we're going to talk about tonight. And, um, and I went off and I started uh, writing books and doing spiritual work and got quite a following and just never really told people what I did before. And then um, sometimes people would kind of get an inkling like, uh, hey, didn't you do something with Larry Flint? Or they'd see some B-movie that I was in. And, um, and, and then I decided one day I was going to just decide to tell this story. I decided but, but wait, wait, wait. You didn't talk about talking to animals. What do they say to you? I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Give me a treat. I'm hungry. Yeah. What no. do animals say? How do you understand Pekingese? Well, there was one on your show. I don't know if you remember, but um, you had a guest on the show and um, we were talking to her little dog and the little dog said something to me like um, <laughs> the mom's, mom's worries. Or mom came home and mom and dad had got divorced and, um, and, and mom, mom was not happy with what dad was wearing. And then your guest told us that she came home one day and found her husband in her pantyhose and swimsuit. What a bunch of nonsense, but I'm enjoying it. Okay. So how, how did you, how did you look? I, I have, I have, I have daughters. I have a wife. Um, I certainly have looked at things like we see here. Um, probably too much. No, probably looked at some of my magazines. I was, I certainly, I've seen some of those titles and I was, because I had a male audience, uh, a lot of it was sent to me. I made friends with Bob Guccione. Uh, Larry Flint was somebody that I knew. And I spent many a night, with you, Hefner. And I want to tell you, and Gail, I hope you'll be honest. They know, they know that it is destructive to men. And they also know it's addictive and it must get more and more depraved. They know this. They know that you start with Playboy and it gets worse and worse and worse. And uh, it does, it does desensitize you and it does I believe hurt your relationships. Well, I know it. I know it. I think it's, I think it's a great evil. Um, you don't think men are thinking about stuff all the time anyway? Uh, I, I, I can only speak for myself. And, and I would have to say quite often, yes, yes, yes. I mean, when I was in the business, it started out definitely was much more kind of glamorous. You know, when I yeah. first started out in the 80s and 90s, it was you know, magazines were beautiful and we spent a lot of time and money taking, you know, really nice photography. When the internet hit, I was sitting on a mountain of photography and, and it was fantastic. I mean, when the internet came out, it was all about the images that I had. Yeah, $75 million, $75 million. <laughs> so so you, you, you had all of these images and how did you get the images and then how did you make money off them? So I came from England. I was a model. I was actually the Marlboro cigarette girl. So in England, they had a girl instead of the Marlboro man. And, uh, and so they brought me to the States for a two-week uh, modeling job and uh, fell in love with California. I got cast on this little role on Baywatch. And I thought, wow, this is it. I've hit the big time. And uh, I was actually enrolled at medical school in Cambridge. And uh, I decided, hey, you know, I'll take a year out of school. And I started doing modeling and acting and fell into that whole thing. And then I had this boyfriend who was a photographer. 
And so I come home to his uh, studio one day and he's been cleaning out his studio and he's thrown a bunch of photos in the trash and he shoots for nudie magazines. And so I said, what are these? And he said, well, they're, they're kind of my rejects. Uh, you know, they weren't good enough for, for my magazine. And I'm like, these look pretty good. And you have more releases. You think somebody would buy them. And he said, well, yeah, I, I don't know how to do that. So he says, take them. So I go down to the newsstand and I'm looking on the newsstand through the magazines and I get a bunch of, of uh, addresses off the magazines and I take these pictures out of the trash and I make them look pretty and I ship them off to the magazines. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I get a call from one of the editors and uh, I sold him the trash can for $30,000. Well, and I thought, now, how did, but how did you turn that into 75 million or is that a lie? No, well, it was valued at that. So, so basically, I started this photography business. Okay. And I right, wait, 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 because I, I want to get to some good stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, how how did the how did the mob hold up the book? You have a book out. I want to see the book, and I will read it. I promise. Maybe we'll have you back on. Running with wolves. Okay, Gail Thackeray. And and um, are you married now? Are you single now? I'm single now. I actually just put this out just for you guys. It's on Amazon right now for free, just while you're on the market. For free? Yeah. For, for free, free right now. So you go to Amazon. You what are you looking it. for? What are you looking for in a man? Oh, what am I looking for in a man? Wow. $75 million? <laughs> Can you really shoot? Can I shoot? Yeah. No. Uh, well, yeah, actually, no. I was trained when I did movies. Did a lot of movies. Okay. All right. movies with the um, you well, know array and machine guns and and yeah sure. no, nothing sexier than a woman with with a gun how how did the uh, uh, you know it's, it's there there may be something sexier but so how did how did the mob get involved in your life okay so I had this photography business and it grew bigger and bigger I was basically going to England getting this top photography and selling it to America I ended up owning it and um, at some point the these investors in New York. Had heard about me, and so they brought me in and said, "Hey, we want some help." This big advertising agency, and um, we're doing—we're really making money doing this 800, 900 stuff, and we need some help with this uh, phone sex business. So I said, "Well, yeah, I could probably get you some advertising," and they couldn't get this advertising. So I managed to get it in the magazines and pull some strings, and and then after that, it was like. Well, could you and have what kind of money, Gail? What kind of money are we talking there? I remember those ads. What kind of money? I mean, I remember that existing. Oh my God, they were making a killing. I remember the first time I looked at these. You know, I did these ads for them, and I thought, well, I'll call. Hey, these Gail. Ads. Gail, yeah. I had a producer that called one of those numbers and went broke, and was <laughs> telling me, "I'm in love. I'm in love. Are you kidding? You're in love." Crazy. Well, I, went, I went to actually to the call centers to kind of see what these girls were doing. Because I was like, well, how do the girls know who they are? I mean, like if a guy calls an ad and it's like a picture of a, kind of a dominatrix woman. Right. You know, to answer the phone and go, oh, you know, I've, I'm yeah. in charge and I got, I got, whip you. Yeah. Or if it's, a, if it's a picture of kind of a co-ed, how do they know? I, the I got you. I got you. But what kind, you didn't, what kind of money, Gail? Oh, okay. oh my God! They were they were charging, well, two ninety nine a minute, but with like a thirty five dollar minimum. And these guys were sitting on the phone for an hour. And wow. I said to these girls, "How do you keep a guy on the phone for an hour?" That was John of God. That was John of God. We just saw you with John of God. Is that you, Gail? Gail, do these photos embarrass you? 
<laughs> oh my God, you dug out some stuff here. Did your Did your parents ever see this? I'm a father. Did your parents ever see any of this? Yeah, my mom saw this. Yeah, she saw. No, this that's story. not as bad as dad's. <laughs> oh, oh, there I am. Okay, that's good. That's nice. Um, yeah, that's Muller Manor right there. Back in the day, kid. Back in the day, this is our green room, Gail. You remember our green room? Yeah. We had a lot of fun there. We had a lot of fun. That is that is not me naked in the manor. There's nobody. There's nobody naked. We're not showing that here. Don't even say that because. We'll get deplatformed by the artificial intelligence. Nothing, nothing has been nude. Now these phone numbers, guys will call in them, and I'd say, okay, well, what did they talk about for an hour? You know, how, you keep on the phone for an hour talking about sex, and they're like, no, they don't talk about sex. I'm like, what do you mean they don't talk about sex? Yeah. No, these guys call up and they want to talk about like their job and you know what they, what they got to do at home and how they got to fix this and you know they got to go shopping for their mom and they got to do that. You know, they're not talking about sex. And I'm like, shut up. The guys sit on the phone at two ninety nine a minute for an hour. They call three times a week and they're calling just to just to say hi, just to chat. Yeah, there was a lot of people going broke. And I, I don't know who called these numbers. I never met anybody that called these numbers, but they were making tens of millions of dollars on these phone lines. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some of these photos that from, from my uh, show. Maybe I should sell some of these, huh? <laughs> wow. Netflix and chill. How about yeah, it? You could, yeah, you could get a lot of big subscription for that. Wow. Okay. So so the mob the mob wanted what, a cut? So that was the mob's, no, that was the mob's money. So I was just, I was helping them with advertising. And uh, we had kind of a little problem because uh, one of the photos that we'd taken of this girl when in this magazine didn't have the model releases. So they got upset with me. And I didn't know who they were. So every time I went to New York, you know, the people I dealt with were kind of upscale New Yorkers. But they had these investors that we went out to lunch with. And uh, yeah, these were clearly that. Come on, I was like, I was like 24, 25 years old, and okay. uh, you know, I thought they were just friendly New Yorkers. If like, I was photographing you right now, what's the first? What's the first move? The first move. Yeah, what's the first um, move? When you're you being photographed, what's the first you move? Get into it. You got, you got to, you know, direct the girl and and tell them, you know, to, oh, baby, you look so beautiful. Okay, mm. now just put your hands like that. Okay. So go, so go on. Give me a okay. So, so the mob wants a cut. Uh, let's get to some good stuff. So the mob got to the mob wanted a cut. Is that what happened? Yeah, they got pissed off with me. Basically, they said yeah. to me, um, "If you don't pay this money by tonight, we're not friends anymore." And I'm thinking, "We're not friends." Like, that's kind of a weird thing to say. I mean, like, surely we could still be friends because I had no idea who they were. I didn't I know knew you a lot of friends, Gail. <laughs> And so it wasn't like years later, the internet came out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were all killing it in the, in the internet. And uh, they, what happened was there was this bank scandal went down. And so somebody had ingeniously figured out how to take all the transactions on $850 million of billings and put my company name on it. And so the bank said that there was an error and they told me that, you know, all the credit cards that were processed were uh, mistakenly, what, whatever they had bought, the, the, that name had been replaced by my company name. So it looked like my company name and the money just kind the of- mob, The mob did this. 
Well, that's what it turned out. So yeah. at first, I didn't know who'd done it. First, I didn't know. Okay. You know so what did, they, did they want to kill you? What What's the punishment now when they don't? You don't want to be their friend anymore. They They don't want to be your friend. What What's the punishment? Did you run and hide? Were you afraid? How did you How How are you still alive today? Well, and when they told me that, I didn't. I wasn't afraid because I didn't know who they were, and I didn't know right. what. Once, meant, you, so. once you know who it is, Gail. Once you know, we're We're you know we're not on all night. So <laughs> once you know, then. Were you ever afraid for your life? Oh yeah. Okay. So what, what at, happened? At what, was, what, no, come on, Gail. Gail, stay with me. At what point were you afraid for your life? Right there. <laughs> so I, I sued the bank. The FBI came in. They figured out who it was. Ooh. And um, I was I was told you better you better settle and we need a gag order, which I signed, and um, I was ordered to destroy the evidence, and. Um, the 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 guy who was my my boss who I'd worked for for years, he took twelve years in jail, and um, he took the rap for the family, but for also a bunch of bankers. And so I'm doing how, much, how much money? Do, how much money do you think was made off of you? Eight hundred fifty million. Well, they it came out in the paper that that one banks the one bank heist that they pulled was 850 million and that they had made all their money in the audio text the phone sex business over yeah. the last 10 years what, and that was like could you do it again could you do it right now and make the money again you couldn't do the same thing anymore i don't know but you know what are you doing how, how are you paying good. for that how are you paying for that swank pad right now <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, I went up up and down. I mean, after that, the internet was insane. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the valuation came in when the internet hit and I owned all these pictures. And that's where um, they came in and valued. You still have the pictures? Well, there was a big fire at the ah. end, a couple of years ago. And unfortunately, my entire library went so, up in smoke. So are you looking for a sponsor? What? How, how do you make money now? You won't answer me. Well, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for a sponsor now. I just I wanted to tell my story. The there's some rich guys. There's some rich guys watching right now. How do they get a hold of you? <laughs> they contact Man Cow. Okay, all right. Can I give your number, hey, Gail? Hey, I need I got you available for dinner. <laughs> Show um, the book one more time. Show the book. You contact Man Cow. Okay. Show the book. Show the book. Show the book. So I'm making a documentary right now. And we, showed the, we showed the trailer. We showed the trailer, yeah. So we're hoping that that's going to go on, hopefully Netflix or Hulu. And uh, I signed with a documentary filmmaker called uh, Philippe uh, Denham uh, from Filmcopia. Yeah. And so we're filming about the whole story of the library, the formation, taking it through the internet. Well, your pictures alone will make people want that's a see, there's a documentary I could enjoy. Gail, you're you're awesome. I, I, there's the Twitter handle and hold on a second. Uh my my life coach is calling Anthony Robbins. Uh no, Jim Fannin. Jim, are you there? Anthony who? Yeah. What are you watching? I'm on live right now. Well, you should be watching. Don't forget we're having a hoot nanny at Muller Manor Wednesday night. Seven, seven o'clock. I'm on live right now. Gail, awesome. Thank you, Gail. Next week, Dr. Keith Ablo is going to join us. Is there 100 different sexes? Your thoughts, your questions, your social suggestions. 
Don't forget to go to uh, mancow.net, mancow.net. And uh, we want to show you some of Gail's work here as we say goodnight. Guys, I have to mix it up. This wasn't for any titillation or anything else. Mob, John of God, that's what I found interesting. And if you have a problem with pornography, it's, if it's affecting your relationships, I hope you will, will get some help. Uh, it's, it is destructive. And again, I want to tell you that Bob Guccione, Al Goldstein, Jerry, Larry, Larry, Larry Flint knew. They all know, and they knew. It is destructive. So go get the free book. Yeah. So um, go for the free book. Nudie, we're done with Gail. Love you, Gail. That's, that means goodbye means goodbye. Love you, love you, Gail. I, I want to move on. I'm, I'm, I was getting bored, and when I'm bored, I end it. That's how it is. Ablo next week. You remember him, the bald guy from Fox? Are there 100 different sexual choices? Is it just male and female, or are there many others? He got in trouble for what he said. The fight goes on. I fought today. Mandates. <laughs> I don't know about mandates. I date women. Oh. Uh, should I go see, I got, I can go see Metallica if I want, but I don't like the Nazi-like regulations over at the Metro. I also had tonight Judas Priest tickets. There's a brilliant guy, Rob Halford, huh? Rob Halford, Judas Priest, very smart, very smart guy. I roll with the flow wherever it goes, even if it rolls out of here. Good night. <laughs>